welcome to Judging Books by Their Covers, the podcast where we show someone a book and then ask them if we should read it. I'm Vive, and I DJ on the internet. I'm Nathan, and I'm from the Sex and the City of the Podcast and the Calvin and Hobbes cast. Today I'll be showing a book cover to Vive so she can judge it. And the book I brought today is Paris in Love by Louisa James. A memoir. Did you get that book yet? I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, should I uh, describe what we're seeing? Or do you want to describe what we're seeing, Nathan? Oh, yeah. Nice, normal book. The art style looks like a New Yorker cartoon, kind of, but with mm-hmm. some watercolors. I don't really know art, but we got a lady wearing fancy fashion clothes, fashion purse, fashion high heel shoes, boots, I mean. Uh, got a little, little dog on a leash, and we got a family or I don't want to say it's a family, but there's like an adult and a teenage boy and a, a small lady girl, probably, waving mm-hmm. and uh, in the background, and it says a memoir, and then there's a quote that says, exhilarating and enchanting brims with a casual wisdom about life from the Chicago Tribune. Tribune. And here's a, what it says on the back. In 2009, New York Times bestselling author Eloisa James, is that right? Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say her name? I think so. Took a leap that many people dream about. She sold her house, took a sabbatical from her job as a Shakespeare professor, as you do, and moved her family to Paris. The memoir chronicles her joyful year in one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Eloisa revels in the ordinary pleasures of life, discovering corner museums that tourists overlook, chronicling French women's sartorial triumphs. Walking from one end of Paris to another, she copes with her Italian husband's notions of quality time, her two hilarious children aged 11 and 15 as they navigate schools, not to mention puberty in a foreign language, and her mother-in-law's raised eyebrow in the kitchen, even as she overfeeds Milo, the family dog. I inflected that wrong, but Paris in Love invites the reader into the life of the most enchanting family framed by... La vie de l'amour. Ah, la vie de l'amour. Who doesn't love la vie de l'amour? Am I right? I I don't know who doesn't. Probably some cringe. <laughs> anyway, what do you think about this book? Yeah, um, you know, this is a really charming book. Um, so Eloisa, she, you know, has been a professor teaching Shakespeare for 15 years at a prestigious American wow. university. Mm-hmm. Her husband also teaches at that at that university. He teaches underwater basket weaving, which is the best way to basket weave in, in case you were wondering. And so Is that how they met? Yeah, that's actually how they met. You know, they they met 15 years ago when she started and uh it was it was really one of those love at first sight situ- situations. You know, she she like goes into the teacher's lounge and uh, she sees him, you know, he's wearing his um, underwater gear for basket weaving. And she's like, oh, my goodness, like, what's up? You know, it's, it's really a conversation starter when someone's, you know, in the teacher's lounge and they're sopping wet, um, you know, in their swim trunks. So speaking of sopping wet, I wanted to uh, just get a little bit. I hate to dive into the details but mm-hmm. you me- you mentioned that they met 15 years earlier one of their mm-hmm. kids is 15 <laughs> yeah that's that's what i was getting to so you know i think that some of the greatest love stories of our time for those two people love conquers all you know when it's a it's famous that when john lennon and yoko ono met they met at one of 
uh, Yoko Ono's art openings in New York, and they spent a fabulous evening together, um, which ended in romantic copulation. The best kind. Yeah, that's what happened here. So, so yeah, he's like, oh, well, why don't I show you? And she doesn't have her swimsuit, so she has to, you know, get into her birthday suit, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so. then, you know, he's like, you know, showing her how to weave baskets. It's it's like that movie where the ghost, or it's like Ghost, which I've never seen, but I've seen all of the making funds of it, where, you know, the, the person is behind the other person at the pottery wheel. It's like that, except basket weaving and underwater. But she's naked, so. Wow. So things well, really that sounds up. like a great start. Yeah. Yeah. What, what happens once they move to Paris? Yeah. And why did they move to Paris? She she just realizes that she just can't live another moment of her life without fulfilling her dreams. And she is determined to do it. And, you know, fortunately, her husband is on board with this plan. I mean, he's, like, not totally on board. He's like, really? You, like, want to move the whole family to Paris? Like, that's kind of a lot, you know? But they're so in love. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's one of the greatest love stories of our time. Um, they're so in love. And and so, you know, she's like, I've just, I've you know, she's always been a Francophile. You know, she, she loves, you know, going and buying Macron's from the bakery. She uh, she studied French in college. So, you know, she really just wants to connect with the French culture. She just doesn't want to wait until, you know, she, her she's on her deathbed. OK, so, yeah, she doesn't want to wait till she's, you know, a lot of times it's hard to go to Paris once you're on your deathbed. Right. Well, yeah. And but then they, she because a lot of times they're worried that you're coming just for the health care especially Americans. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, like, oh, wait, what's on this plane? A deathbed? Oh, no. Who's in it? Get him out of here. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, so she actually has a, a little bit of a health scare. Um, so wow. that's why she realizes that she can't wait anymore. She has to live her dreams. So she did go for the uh, health care. Uh, well, she's actually fine. She, she found a, a lump in her uh, breast, but it was actually fine. But then she, it was just, it was really just, it really just gave her quite the scare. So quite a fright, quite a um, fright. So in the, in the back, it mentions that the kids are hilarious. What kind of things do they get up to <gasps> going through puberty and school? And oh all. my goodness. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, you know, the oldest one, you know, he's wearing that tie dye t-shirt, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a rebel. He, uh, he loves, um, to ride uh, roller skates um, dressed as a clown, which a lot of people find off-putting. So, um, you know, he's just going around Paris wearing riding roller skates dressed as a clown, you know, with like the rainbow wig and the white face paint and stuff. And, uh, and yeah, Parisians just aren't used to American antics like that, you know? So he's, he's skating around and he actually falls into a fountain and like his face paint starts to come off. Um, but a really cute uh, boy um, sees him and helps him out of the fountain. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they, they may not be used to those specific antics, but France is home to the prestigious French Clown Academy. Well, I mean, that's part of the reason why the son is on board with this whole thing. You know, it's just he's he's more doing the American clowning 
Whereas the French, they their style is a little bit more subdued. Yeah, so that's kind of where the friction happens. But um, you know, but the the young boy is really trying to to learn about the prestigious history of the French clown. Right, because a lot of times American clowns will be like have a bo- bottle of seltzer, like mm-hmm. a bottle of shaken up bottle of Lacroix, and they'll spray you with it. But in France, they're more like. What is life and like smoking and like that's, and then like laugh now is all you have in this world you know that's what the clown will do to you yeah exactly yeah mm-hmm. sorry to derail we were talking about a cute boy in a fountain and like, oh yeah and so you know some some romance blossoms for her son for Eloise's son so what's his name Bond Bond <laughs> um, and. How does she talk about the school? That must be difficult for them. Uh, their French school? Yeah. Yeah. The, the school that's in France. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is difficult, you know, because the kids don't know French. So they're failing all their classes. They refuse to learn it? Uh, I mean, they're trying, but I mean, it's it's a pretty difficult language. And, you know, by the time you're 15, you know, you're probably pretty fluent. And, you know, the sun's more of at a like, you know, beginner level. So. Yeah, it's it's not the school's not really going very well. Mm-mm. Okay, that's why they only stay for a year. Oh, is Eloisa James able to use her Shakespeare knowledge in France? Yeah, actually, you know, one of those little museums that she goes into that tourists ignore is actually the House of Shakespeare when Shakespeare lived in Paris. So, Bill Shakespeare lived in Paris. Yeah, he. Uh, it's it's a little known fact. Um, Eloisa actually wasn't sure. But then when she saw the house, she was like, oh, my goodness, I have heard recount of this house. Uh, This is actually um, Shakespeare's house. And the people who ran the museum, it was a museum of like old car toys, like like ancient, not ancient, but like old, you know, like like turn of the century toys, but cars. Sure. Old old Um, car toy museum. Yeah. That's also his house, though. It's also his house. Exactly. Yeah. But Eloise is like, oh, my goodness, did you know? And the people had no idea. And then they they actually um, move a brick. They're like, well, there's this loose brick down here. And they move the brick and it actually has some parchment uh, that it has a lost Shakespeare sonnet on it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That proves it. And probably the museum will be a lot more popular now than it was when it was an old, boring car toy museum. Well, I think that they're going to do like a 50-50. So... Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were the old car toys his or did they put them in the house later? The old car toys, um, well, I don't know if you know this about the French, but they actually really love old um car toys. So it's uh I'm learning it's, uh, so much from you right now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh uh, uh oh, I can't remember how to say car in French or old. <laughs> vieux. I think V old is vieux. Uh, anyway, yeah, my knowledge ex- escapes me, but but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a very co- the collection of old car toys is a very popular pastime, uh, specifically in this region of France. So, can I ask a question? Of course. Thanks. Can I ask a different one though? Uh, okay. In the description, it says that Eloisa's reveling in the ordinary pleasures of life. One of which it says is chronicling French women's sartorial triumphs. Uh huh. What does that mean? Yeah, well, um, sartorial is uh, fashion, 
Um, I thought I thought I guess I just assumed that you would know that because you love fashion shoes and fashion clothes so much. But yeah, she what she really appreciate. I mean, not I'm not trying to like sh- you know shame you for not knowing. Love. Thank you. <laughs> so she loves she loves French uh, French fashion. You know how they you know they they are just so like tiny and and with their skinny legs and their you know fashion boots and their fashion turtlenecks and their fashion hats okay great so she chronicles the french woman's sartorial triumphs mm-hmm. that way yeah she, she sketches them in a little book actually oh okay and what were the dog and the husband doing this whole time <sighs> yeah so the husband um he gets a job as a baker um and the the dog, um, Eloise actually brings the dog uh, everywhere with her. So uh, Eloise and the dog are never apart. Oh, great. Uh, Milo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Milo and yeah. Eloisa, always together. Oh, that sounds great. And uh, what did you think of this book? I felt warm, surprised. I felt exhilarated and enchanted. I thought it brimmed with just some casual wisdom about life. I love casual wisdom. It's the best. It's better than formal wisdom. Yeah, better than foreplay. Um, I never would say what that. What was the style of this memoir? <laughs> yeah, it's debatable for sure. It's close. Uh, yeah, so it's actually written like a Shakespeare play, which made it a little hard to read. Um, but, you know, if you if you get this book along with the cliff notes, um, then that really helps. Oh, okay, cool. Any final thoughts on this book before we uh, before you review it for us? You know, I'm going to say if you need a refreshing romp in Europe because you can't go there right now because of the world, then I would uh, I would maybe give this one a, a whirl. Oh, a whirl. Yeah. All right. And uh, and how many book covers do you give it out of 10? Out of uh, 10? Because um, last yeah. time we did it out of uh, eight. But now we're, we're doing yeah, it. Yeah, or however many you want to. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to give it, yeah, I, well, in my head, I was imagining that I would give it three, uh, 3.75 out of 4.5. Oh my God. So that's kind of where I'm at. Sounds, sounds pretty, pretty good then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just doing the math in my head and it came out pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you've recommended this book, let's talk about how. You could email us any book cover that you would like us to review at bookcoverpod at gmail.com and how you can see the cover of this book and other books we've reviewed at judgingbooksbytheircovers.pod on Instagram. That's correct. And uh, we have a Twitter now, which is bookcovercritic. So um, follow us on Twitter if you want our sweet tweets. And um, Nathan, have I told you that so, you know, hearing your voice is is a really fun experience, and I, I, I wish that I could hear it more. Well, you can if you want to, because I'm on a podcast called The Sex in the City, the podcast talking about sex in the city, and a podcast called Calvin Hobbscast talking about Calvin Hobbs, a podcast called The Office talking about The Office, and a podcast called, uh, we'll just say those. <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Plenty. Even when I said them fast, it seemed too long. <laughs> And uh, if you want to know um, about what I am doing, which is not a lot generally, but sometimes I do things, you can follow me on Instagram. 
um, which is uh, Vivery, V-E-V-E underscore E-R-Y. And our reviews are completely fictional. So um, everything that we said is made up and we didn't actually read this book. So don't sue yeah. us or anything. And we never will. <laughs> never, that's not what we do. Movie. That's not what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And if we do, though, we'll apologize if we accidentally read it later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, follow Viv on Twitter. That way you can see what she's up to. Uh, Instagram, not Twitter. I, I mean, I do have a tweet uh, on Twitter, but I don't really use it. It's called Viv Tweets. But I don't I don't tweet. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Why do people tweet? It's I hate tweeting. It's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe that's why no one listens. Cause we but yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> oh, and don't forget yeah. to review our podcast on iTunes, um, because if you leave us a review, then we'll judge you and your life. And that'll be fun for us and yep. you probably. So hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. And let me let's see if we have any reviews so far. Do we? Uh we got one. <gasps> what? What is it? Who's it by? It's, a, it's by Tigery122. Uh-huh. T-I-G-E-R-Y-122. Uh-huh. It's called Clap Clap Clap. Five stars. I like this podcast. And it is pretty funny. Thanks pretty <laughs> much, Tigery. <laughs> I imagine that Tigery122. <laughs> Uh, very, very uh, cool, laid back, nice person who lives on the beach and almost never wears shoes. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I imagine that their hair is striped like a tiger and long and luscious. Yeah. And they ride a Vespa scooter with a sidecar for a dog. They're... Nope. They're a parrot. <laughs> a parrot. Yes. Oh my goodness, that's amazing. Maca. They're macaw, yeah. I actually once parrot. I once rode around in a golf cart with a parrot on it, and it was a very fun experience. So I highly recommend. Parrots are very smart and big, and they will claw you if they get <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure they pecked me in the head. <laughs> but this is about wait, me. Wait, wait. This is about this is about Tigery One Two Two. Thanks for leaving us a review. Um, and because we do have a very lax no spoilers policy on here, I'm going to say that the way you die is a snorkeling accident. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. And you're not old either. That's the problem. <laughs>